0: Hello, good people. This is Retta Rainbow and welcome to Sister Love. I am glad to have you all tuning in. I hope that everyone is well, wherever you are in the world. Tonight, I want to talk about, and maybe may be daytime whenever you hear this, but for me, tonight I want to talk to you about stepping back. Over the weekend, um, I was recovering from some seasonal changes, allergies, things like that. And I was at my local esthetician getting the eyebrows waxed and other things. And we were just talking about, you know, normal check-in. Like, where are you? What's going on? What's happened, you know, since the last appointment? And our conversations are always broad. And I really, really love and adore um, where our conversations go. And one of the things that came up, I I didn't realize it, but I think the last time I was there, I think I was talking about school and where things were and, you know, traveling and yada, yada, yada. And somewhere along the lines, I just caught everything up to speed and I just kind of talked about having a breakdown. Um, And so that breakdown was almost, I just want to say it's been at least two and a half to three weeks ago when basically for those that don't know I'm in a doctorate program it's an online program and I work full-time a very demanding role job Um live in a super big city super dope Um doing my thing but then also I'm at a place in my life where I'm starting to shift my priorities my whole entire career my career has been my first love Um not above my faith or anything but you all know what that means and so I'm now shifting Because I want the other parts of my life to find balance, right? Right. And so about two and a half, we'll pause. That explains why somebody like me will be in a doctorate program knowing that you're working full time. You got all this other stuff going on simultaneously. And so I have been having a hard time just trying to write. This dissertation stuff does not come to me naturally. The academic writing doesn't come to me naturally. Um, and my best Southern ideals, it feels highfalutin, it feels fake, it feels arbitrary. Um, it feels like, and I'm just going to say what I need to say, it feels like something that was created years ago by aristocrats to prove themselves among their peers. Um, because when you think about humanities and the way people and the aristocrats studied, um, I'm thinking about the old world and then the folks who came home to the new world and those folks who helped create some of the first universities long before they were diverse, right? It was classism. It was ego-tripping. Like, yeah, there was knowledge and all that, but it wasn't knowledge for the sake of knowledge. It was knowledge for the sake of one-upism. And the reformer in me, I think I'm just one naturally resistant to how are we still doing dissertations with the same one-and-two-step when we know it's just short of hazing? And I'll be honest, in my opinion, it is hazing. The process is exhausting. It's taxing. It doesn't add up. The labor that you put into it doesn't add up to the research itself, in my humble opinion, because everyday people don't access research the way that academic folks do. And to me, if the work doesn't live on in a way that makes sense, why are we doing this? But that's another pill for another day. We're not going to take the red or the blue pill today, folks. This is not the matrix. Well, it is, but it's not. So I got my second draft of my chapter two. Chapter two is a literature review. I got it back, and basically I had to start over. Um, I don't mind corrections, and I don't mind feedback, but it was just one of those. I'm battling other. I'm battling some health pieces, right? So y'all know I'm transparent, Sally. I don't mind telling y'all the tea. Because I do it because we all have things going on, right? And so I've got some gender-specific health things that are definitely pulling me on my element. My topic of choice is very connected to my identities. And so it can be exhausting in itself. And then on top of that, I'm trying to push myself in the wee hours of the morning to kick out work like over a span of time so I can just get this in. Because I know there's some medical things I have coming up. And then I get everything back, like on a Saturday at towards the end of class, my eyes are starting to well up because I'm reading the feedback really quick. And it's just, I'll be honest, it's the meaning that you make of it. And so I got to sh- say shout out to licensed therapist, Taylor Chandler. I use her for my women's group pieces that I attend, um, over over the last, like, few weeks, I've been attending things, and it's helped me get clear about some of the things I do that keep me from healing. Um, and we're working on that, folks, so don't worry about me. But I say that to say making up stories and make, putting meaning where there really is none or it's meaning that can't be proved, that's one of my fallacies. Like, I'll draw a story up in a heartbeat. And so when I got that feedback, I lost it. I shut off a quick email because it was a pressure cooker. It wasn't about the, the work. It wasn't about the gestation. It was what I couldn't get back. I had been burning the candle at both ends. I got to go to work. By the time I get home, I'm exhausted, but I'm staying up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, just turn around, try to crawl back to work, and you're going to tell me this ain't good enough? Like... For me, it was what I put on it, but ain't good enough. Professor never said it wasn't good enough. I just was having a hard time conceptualizing what was being asked of me, and it's so the antithesis to anything that I would do in real life. It just takes a level of stamina that honestly I don't have right now, especially not a pandemic, and I fell apart. I'm I just sort of uh, issued an ultimatum to my chair, and I was like, either I'm going to abandon this topic, start a new topic, or I'm just gonna do this. And I hit my boss up on the side, and I was like, I don't know that I'm going to graduate. And I actually hit up my sisters and my mom and said the same thing, and two of my cohort friends. And I'm just being transparent about this because the old me would have just kept it inside. That part of me, like, class couldn't end enough. We were having group projects in class. Like, you hear me? I'm juggling. I'm doing hard. I got group projects. All this stuff is happening. Baby, this is pressure cooking. Like, it was just mounting up. And once class was over, I just sat at my desk and just cried. I mean, I bawled. I boo because, one, I just needed it. That That's what the doctor ordered. I needed to cry. I needed to just feel my feelings and not be okay and not be happy and be disappointed. I was disappointed. I was heartbroken. I was devastated. But then there's the other part that I could name. I had attached meaning of worth. And I said that I wasn't good enough because I got this back and I had to start over. Like I started catastrophizing. I started spiraling. And I started to like, to me, go down the slippery slope of self defeatism. And the reality is, I was attaching meaning that would span way beyond that incident. And lucky like for me, I had a women's group session the next day. And that just talking through boundaries and validation where did we first learn stories? Sitting in there helped me, the next day helped me understand I was triggered. I was triggered and I didn't know how to name I was triggered. I didn't even realize I was experiencing a trigger because I was ready to fly. I was ready to retreat. I was ready to withdraw. And that was a harder response to just getting some corrections back, right? Right. But what that meant, meant for me was I just needed to step back. And sometimes you don't know that you're too close to something. Now, I'll be honest. It's not the healthiest step back. I have not touched my paper stuff in about two, three weeks. And <laughs> I'm dangerously nearing the point where it may not be realistic for me to graduate in the coming spring, even though I want to. Um, it could be that August. And you know me, I've had an August graduation before. I'm known for that. Um, I've had a spring graduation. It's doable. It's plausible. I just have to find the inspiration and motivation to turn turn the tide. And it doesn't always pop up, folks. I remember years ago I had a friend and she used to talk about this article. And it was saying sometimes when you don't want to do something, don't do it. And it's not about being, some of you all use the word lazy. I hate the word lazy. um, Because I think it doesn't really describe anything. I think it's a judgment statement. Sometimes you just got to listen to your body. If your body is tired, maybe you got to go to sleep. If your body is asking you something, maybe you got to do it even though you're like, oh, but I got this one thing, but maybe that one thing isn't more important than your body sounding an alarm. I know this is melodramatic, but the more that I worked on my communication, the more that I realized like, Yeah, you kind of overshot this. And so that Monday, I had a meeting with my chair. But before I had a meeting with my chair or after, I reached out. Like that Saturday, probably, like I knew I was in trouble. I knew like if this is where I'm at, I'm not going to make it. And I reached out to somebody who works in assessment. And I was just like, I need some help. And I'm glad I did. Because they were able to talk me through some pieces. I had previously asked for some help from somebody else. Amazing help. But the reality is I'm the one that have to do the work. And I think I still wasn't asking the questions to help me understand why am I not getting this. But I started using more practical like examples um, that Monday when I talked to my chair. And there were some good pieces that I got out of there about a dissertation. But y'all know I didn't come on here and tell you about a dissertation. My chair said something that I heard it, but I didn't heed it. But I'm starting to think about it now. And my Trevor's just honest about his own well-being and things and updates and pieces like that. He's fighting for his life, just like I'm fighting for my life right now. Um, and I hope I'm not morbid, and I hope I'm not alarming anybody. I'm just a very transparent person. i say I'm fighting for my life. There are some unknown, undiagnosed things that are happening um, that are feminine-related issues, and just believing for the best, and I'm following my regimen. I'm taking my supplements, and... I'm under care. Like, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be okay. But it's also in a pandemic. Also, having to lean on a masculinity because I work in a place where you not know, was taken seriously as a woman identified person. That's a story for another day. In um, a field, if we're honest, on top of a dissertation, on top of all the other little things, right? It's a lot to juggle. For some of you, you just heard enough of me, and you're like, ooh, honey, you sure about stepping back? Maybe you need to step off. Maybe. But that's where I'm going with this leg of the conversation. My chair was basically like, if you got to step out for a semester, it's not the end of the world. You don't lose anything by stepping away. Because she's like, if you step away, you're not stepping away. You still are going to have to write. But you may need to take the pressure of school off so that you can focus on your health. And the reality is, I may need to even go deeper than that. I may need to step off everything so I can focus on my health and have the stamina to do something with school-related things, right? Because I do want to finish this. Even though it's really tough and even though it's asking a lot of me at a god-awful time, I want to see it through. But what I'm hearing is, your plan may not work, and honestly, it was the dopest thing ever, uh, my leadership consultant, amazing, shout out to Tandra. Um she even leaned in, she told me her story, and it was helpful to hear her story, because her story just is just as non-linear as mine, and she's one of those rare success stories, where she had to step away, and she came back, when you're serious about it, it's okay, you can step away, and come back to something, and I think it's the allowing yourself to have the meltdown. That's like, hey, have the meltdown. Try to do it in a safe place. When I say meltdown, I mean vulnerable. It's okay to fall apart. Because in that falling apart, you're going to realize what you need immediately and a little bit intermediate. Go ahead and fall apart. And try to fall apart. And even if you've got to think about who you can talk to before you fall apart. You need people who can pour into you. Like when I tell y'all this period has been so interesting because I've had to let people in. I've had people that maybe I don't talk to on a regular basis, pop up and be like, hey, you were on my mind. How are you? What's going on? I miss you. I love you. I care. And I let those folks right on in. I don't even stall. I don't miss my words. That's number two. You got to let the love find you. I'm a clear believer, regardless of your inner faith, if you ask for something, it's going to come and find you. And even if you don't ask, it'll come find you. I didn't ask every day that folks have checked in on me, like to have someone check on me. But it's something that my belief, God knew that I needed, and he provided. And it was always during days and times where I was on that last breath, like, I can't. And it's like, yes, you can. Yes, you will. You got it. But it's not fake love, and it's not superficial. And all those check-ins, I've been able to just unpack like, yeah, it's a juggle. It's tough. Here's what's happening with me. And um, I don't know. You don't have to have the answers. And I think that's the last part. I think a lot of this is happening to me because I got to get past uncertainty. I got to get past my insecurity when it comes to trust. And sometimes when you have control issues like that, life will come and rip your whole world apart. Just to show you, one, you don't run not a thing dot com. Number two, to show you what's for you is for you. And number three, to make a believer out of you of your talent, your ability, your skills and your purpose of being here. And so I say all that to say, listen, have to fall apart, have to fall down. All it's asking you to do is step back. And when you step back, you have to, it allows you to lean into the environment and glean what is really important and what's not. What are you too close to because you, there's not enough distance to see the forest for the trees, right? It's not easy, y'all. I promise you it's not easy. But you may have to step back from something. You may have to push away. You may have to rearrange something so that you can get clear and get clarity. Whatever it is, do it, because I promise you it's worth it. It is worth it to get clear. It is worth it. That falling falling out with yourself, the step back, the, the regroup, it's all the way live, and it's all the way worth it. Give yourself what you need. Consider stepping back if what your moment is asking you for that. Thank you for tuning in. We made it short and sweet for you. Take this conversation, share it with a colleague, share it with a friend, share it with a loved one, share it with whomever, share it with yourself in journal. Dig deep. Do you need to step back today? And if so, be gentle with yourself. That step back is just building momentum for the future that's going to launch you far ahead. Or wherever you can imagine yourself going. Your dreams are ahead of you. But sometimes in order to reach your dreams. You got to take a step back. So don't be afraid to do it my friends. Alright this is Red Rainbow with Sister Love. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time be good to yourself.